I have a pet peeve. You know what? It's it's not a pet peeve. This this is something that <laughs> that disturbs and uh, and terrifies me on a fundamental level. It's something that makes my hind brain freeze with horror and then you know go red hot with anger. Do you know the movie Invasion of the Body Snatchers when you talk to someone you think you know and they're not there? That's what I'm talking about. It's it's when you talk to someone and you realize there's nobody home. It's usually you know, in real life, it's usually someone acting as a representative of some monolithic, indestructible institution that answers to no one and only still employs humans because AI just isn't there yet. Cable company reps, the TSA, auto company reps, they're talking, but the lights aren't on. They're running a script. And that script has no room for me or for them to be an actual human being. I find it unbelievably creepy. It scares the bejesus out of me because they have no room for independent thought, no room for independent action, no room for agency. And if their script, which came down from on high, told them to arrest me or to bankrupt me, or to murder me, that's what they would do, because they've stopped thinking. I think it's one of the worst things in the world. The whole setup is dehumanizing. It dehumanizes me, it dehumanizes them, it prevents us from talking and connecting as human beings. Now, it's scary when someone's job requires them to check their empathy and their judgment their, their humanity at the door. But it's scarier, I think, when people pull the plug on those traits themselves. And that's fundamentalism at its worst. You're no longer talking to a person. You're talking to dogma. You're talking to absolute certainty. You're talking to someone who's always looking for heresy and heretics and the unbeliever. Now, ideologies are religions. They're relatively new, so they don't look quite like what we expect religion to look like, but that's what they are. And I think identity politics as an ideology is taking form as a real religion at lightning speed. And again, talking to someone who's possessed by such an ideology is like talking to any true believer or to someone whose every word is literally dictated by some corporate communication subcommittee. It's all the same thing. And I want to play three clips of people who are smarter and more thoughtful than I am discussing the problem. The first is James Lindsay and Peter Bogosian, who were, along with Helen Pluckrose, the creators of the Grievance Study Affair which I will link to in the show notes. And here they're talking with Joe Rogan. I think they're the people who are trying to build the kingdom of God on the planet Earth, it's, you know, to draw a metaphor, a religious metaphor. They're people who see an evil and they want to purge the world of that evil by any means necessary. 
And the evil being like privilege, privilege, hate, yeah. privilege, hate, and it's white the, supremacy. It's the new religion. So Patriarchy. Christianity goes down. It's just you know the Game of Thrones. The mm-hmm. only reason you need new gods are because people don't believe in the old gods. Right. And so we have these religious modules or what have you oh. in our brain, and the new religion is intersectionality. And we see and that really is what it is. That's right? exactly what it is. Yeah, and the parallels are. We've staggering. been writing about that and talking about that for years. Yeah, I've been now. studying That's religious real. psychology for yeah. years, and it's it's all over the it place. Is, in this. It is political correctness is and paralleled with blasphemy. The, it's the even same the thing. The parallels of heresy. The yep. parallels. Of, that's exactly that's right. Exactly heresy. Right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so stunning how easily people sort of slide into right. these preconditioned slots even in nutrition i mean you see it in everything this this i in, in terms of like almost a religious or religion like acceptance exactly of specific ways of eating or specific right. ways of communicating specific ways of being it's, it's just so strange how people seem to have this natural inclination to adopt predetermined patterns of behavior right yeah i think actually there's pretty decent understanding of that from from the perspective of moral psychology you've got this idea that somebody has has seen something as good so it elevates them it makes them better so clean eating might be good right whatever clean eating means for some people it's vegan for some people it's like all you eat is grass-fed beef who knows but you've got clean eating and you've got dirty eating and you go into the clean thing and so you've got this kind of like purity thing and eventually you take this so seriously that it becomes kind of a sacred value to you. Mm. When something's sacred, it's now been removed from the the sphere of being doubted, questioned or whatever. Mm. And so when you have this idea like that um let's say that that privilege is the cause of of racism and you've elevated that or the the problem with everything in society even and you've elevated that to like a sacred value that can't be questioned. You can't say Maybe there's another dimension to it. That's when you start getting these kind of religious-like behaviors. You start getting these these problems because you've got a place where it can't be, A, questioned, B, made fun of. The second clip is from a conversation between Helen Lewis and Jordan Peterson. You know, the part of the problem, too, is with this sort of discussion is that it's, and this is why I consider it a, a manifestation of ideological possession, it's predictable. I'm not hearing what you think. I'm hearing what, how you're able to represent the ideology you were taught. And it's not that interesting because I don't know anything about you. I could replace you with someone else who thinks the same way. And that means you're not here. That's what it means. It's not pleasant. So you're not, you're not, you're not drawing, you're not integrating the specifics of your personal experience with what you've been taught to synthesize something that's genuine and surprising and engaging in a narrative sense as a consequence and that's the pathology of ideological possession it's not good and it's not good that I I know where you stand on things once I know a few things it's like why have a conversation I already know where you stand on things I bet you don't know where I stand on all things I, I, I would hope that 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 was true I'm going to give the last word to Lionel Shriver who is a brilliant brutal writer and here's what she has to say well i think we are obviously dealing with the results of secularism of which i'm a big proponent but i'm afraid that we're you know the the group we're talking about is in the grip of of a kind of evangelical fervor and you know to be fair we're dealing with the mostly younger people who are 
thirsty for purpose and and faith, you know, and, you know, a, a, a reason to be in the world, a, a, a guiding principle to tell them what to do. I mean, I'm not, a, I am profoundly secular and therefore I don't tend to subscribe to a catechism of any kind and my general answer to that thirst is, well, you know, I'm, I think you're, you're on an individual journey and that uh, to subscribe to a catechism is a, is a shortcut that cheats you. But it is very seductive. And you know, religion offers a lot of things. It, 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 it offer, offers community, and this particular religion also offers an enemy. And it, you know, far be it from me to decry people's uh, eagerness to believe in something, but my biggest problem with this identity politics movement is that it is too negative. It is too fired by, if you will, a word I read 50 to 100 times a day, hatred, okay? It has too much of a need to demonize. It is a very predatory movement and it thrives on taking people down. The other, the other thing that, that it, it's wanting is that it's calling people to embrace their own weakness. It, it is, it's become totally trite to talk about the exaltation of victimhood. So that's taken as a given. But it, it means that you incentivize people to, to identify with their own um, degradation, that their, their own oppression, and to embrace that oppression lest they become powerlessness. It's become this weird flipped thing so that the most, people who have the most oppression are the, the most exalted. And I, you know, I just don't think that's the answer. I would echo Lionel Shriver by saying, you have to find your own path, which is scary, but it's better than being taken over by an ideology.